It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. It's time. time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. 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 Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Joined as always by my co-host Brian Broaddus. Co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan of Dallas, 2 to 7, Monday through Friday, and also a former Super Bowl winning NFL scout. And we are joined by uh, two more of your teammates there on G-Bag Nation, uh, our, our buddies here for 105.3 The Fan, Eric Chiafalo and Zach Wolchuk. Gentlemen, it's great to have you here. You guys wouldn't stop pestering us to come on, and we're like, all right, fine. When we get to Oxnard, we'll let you come on and talk. Yeah. Well, and here we are. What a blessing. I'm glad we could trash the party. Uh, it's been long overdue. We were really hoping that we would get to come on as a guest. You had David Hellman on. That was fantastic. And and now we can continue the uh, the guest list and hopefully do maybe half as well as Hellman did. We're just going to try and keep the ball relatively low so that maybe we can overachieve. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's a fair target. The two of you meeting half of what he does, I think, is a good is a good. Yeah, if we yeah. get that, we should be happy. We're just trying to keep our expectations realistic. A hundred percent. Before we get going, Eric, you want to? I don't remember y'all's Twitter off the top of my head. Eric, you got yours? Yes, I am at Chiafalo Sports, and I need all the follows I can get. And I promise, I'm providing good training camp content right now. Yes, so he is. is he's hit, he's crushing it on the videos, and then Wolchuk. I'm at Zach Wolchuk. Yeah, Eric was running around like a madman out there, and I'm just going to give you generally uh, random stuff. He had it, and so he, he was all over it. He, he's like another John Machota in the making here, Brian. He's yeah, that's the, the thing about it is when I, I know that Hellman and Machota were two guys that all through training camp, you know, if you're looking for content when it comes to being at the right place at the right time, those guys are, are really, really good at it. And then – Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning yep. News came up to me today and goes, hey, Bros, how about some love, man? Haven't you seen my videos? And I'm like, okay, I'll keep an eye on that. But, yeah, there's some really, really good follows in this camp. I know that uh, Eric is trying really hard to to be in the right place at the right time. Zach will give you some of the, the stuff that he sees from a maybe a, a scouting perspective of some lineups and things like that. So, a lot of good guys to follow, a lot of good gals to follow here as well. Yeah, yeah, we, we got a great group here at training camp, and – We'll get into kind of our takeaways from the first day of practice. Uh, we're literally sitting here uh, in mine and Brian's hotel room as we're rooming this week. Uh, What's that smell? It's uh, it's the burning from the fact that I turned off the air conditioner and it's now ninety degrees in here. <laughs> I thought you lit a candle. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is just it's it's I'm already burning up. Brian knows after spending like a single night here in Oxnard that I will keep the thing at a cool forty five degrees. That was, so. <laughs> it reminded me. It reminded me of like those November days in at Lambeau Field. You yes. know, I felt like. 
Man, this light jacket is not getting it done today. <laughs> I needed the turtleneck and the sweat top yeah, to go you, with it. Yeah, you, you didn't realize it till just now that you're preparing your whole life just to room with me all, there those, you go. all those days on the sideline. Been good. Uh, before we jump into the, the some of the practice takeaways, I wanted to kick off first with sort of a general overview from some of the rhetoric that's coming out of this organization. Um, and I, that sounds like a negative term to say it that way. The it sounded like you were annoyed when you it, said it. Yeah, because there was a tone thing there as well, Bob. Al, al, almost like the way this this organization seems annoyed that the fan base is, is upset with the failures of this football team for the last 26 years. Jerry seemed to have a lot of frustration, came out kind of swinging at the idea that they're, they somehow took a step back. Uh, I guess we'll we'll kind of go around the room here. Eric, first off, um, your thoughts just generally, the, the tone on the Cowboys coming out of camp and then maybe anything uh, that you took away from McCarthy earlier today. Well, I mean, I, I just think that the, the big takeaway was in regards to Michael Gallup and kind of where he's at in his progression from a physical standpoint. I think that was one of the big topics coming into camp and one thing that we're going to monitor uh, or we have monitored all offseason and we'll continue to until the season kind of gets going. We, we kind of have a an idea, okay, he's probably not going to start the season, but is it going to be two games? Is it going to be four games that he misses? And it seems like he's on track to kind of be on the on closer to the two-game side than the four-game side with where he's at in his progression and everything like that. I think he described it as being in the fourth quarter yep. of his recovery here, and he's kind of met all the checkpoints right on time, right on schedule. So that was the most encouraging thing for me uh, in regards to what Mike McCarthy said. From a tone standpoint, I mean, I think that they're – I think that they're they're frustrated with the the the, the fan base's thoughts and sentiments uh, about the way they conducted themselves this offseason because we've all lamented the fact that we've seen plenty of talent go out the door and it's another year of really nothing from a free agent standpoint that's really worth speaking of. It's like, okay, you get a James Washington here, whatever, but you don't have anything. There's no splashes. There's yeah. no Von Miller. There's no throwing money out there because when you throw the money out there, then, then it's like, okay, you feel like, that team is at least trying to win. They're spending money to at least see if it works, and the Cowboys aren't doing that. And so the fan base, understandably so, okay, if Mari Cooper leaves, what'd you replace him with? James Washington. And then, God bless him, Jalen Tolbert looks like he's going to be an absolute stud, but the, the headline just reads third-round South Alabama wide receiver, and that's what we're doing. Washington and the third-round guy to go replace Amari Cooper. And sometimes it's like the fan base is a little bit annoyed by that. Yeah, and, and I think you, you remember the last time they propositioned, hey, here's our third-round pick receiver to replace our Pro Bowl wide receiver. It was when they brought in Michael Gallup. And Michael Gallup got a second contract, has been a productive player here, but they ended up having to trade for that very receiver that they purged this offseason. Zach, some of your initial takeaways from what the organization had to say? Right, at least they have a C.D. Lamb and not an Alan Hearns. That's, yeah, that's, that's a big uh, difference a from, right there. from now and not then. Uh, and, and I am excited about C.D. You know, my takeaways there, I, I did like what they were saying about, you know, accountability and availability somewhat. And, and I agreed with their strategy when it came to Lyle Collins. I didn't necessarily agree with it with Amari Cooper, they can say what they want. They were frustrated Amari Cooper did not get vaccinated. They thought that was a selfish move. They didn't think that was a team move. And it was a, a personal decision to move on from Amari Cooper. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. Amari Cooper did not miss any time last year due to injury. He missed time because he got sick with COVID. So there was no availability issues due to injury concern with Amari Cooper. Now with Lyle Collins... It's been whether it's the, the drug test issue, whether it's been injury concerns, and guess what? He's on the pup list now in Cincinnati. So I think they're getting a little bit 
vindicated with the Lyle Collins thing personally, the Amari Cooper thing. We'll see how that plays out. But to me, it's just a weird year with how they've played this offseason. I just wonder how often is the NFC going to be as winnable as it appears this year. I don't think your division is going to be as winnable as it might be this year for very long. Heck, even next year, you might see this all of a sudden. We look around, and is the NFC East one of the better divisions in football if these teams can figure out their quarterback position? Because the Eagles roster is really good. The Giants roster is coming together. I think we all think Washington's roster has some good pieces. They've just never been able to figure out the quarterback position. So you look at the hierarchy of the NFC, you got the Rams, the defending champs. You got the Bucks because Brady's back. But the Packers have taken a big step back. You don't lose your top, maybe best receiver in football, Devontae Adams, and get better. What's going on with David Bakhtiari? So for me, you know, the conference is there for the taking. I thought this was an opportunity to go all in and try and fix some of the issues that you had. I think that's why there's frustration within the fan base, and uh, they didn't do a great job, in my opinion, of answering it. When it comes to Mike McCarthy, the one thing that was a little bit glaring to me with what he said, quote, I haven't done a great job with the stress of this job over the years. It's mathematics. How much you let in versus how much you produce on the output. And he's been doing group boxing. Eric, we've been wondering how he's gotten in shape. Maybe that's it. And he did make a joke. I've been thinking about the media while he's been doing it. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. How long has Mike McCarthy been at this? In the NFL period or as a head coach? As a head coach, right? Head coach in 06. He's been in the league for yeah. damn near 30 years. You, yeah. you still are trying to figure out how to balance the stress of the job? Like, we have a problem here. I, you know, I, I, I think that that quote alone justifies the doubt that a lot of people have with Mike McCarthy. How have you not figured this out and how to kind of work through all the personal off-the-field issues and do your damn job? I'll tell you what. I'm usually the guy that, ha- uh, that hammers Mike McCarthy. He said something today that I felt like was really interesting, and it was the that they did a study about injuries mm-hmm. and they and they were talking about the sixth practice is when they start to find that some of these injuries then begin to take place and so he's trying to figure out a way of how to practice his team with the given days that he has he was mentioning about the ramp up he was mentioning about you know we only get so many days in pads which next monday four out of five days will be in pads Everybody I talk to at the Cowboys appreciates Mike McCarthy. And Jerry Jones even said this himself. His team's health was the absolute best it could have been in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. If you're going to kick Mike McCarthy for all the other things that I think he does wrong, it sounds like he's given this thing some thought about, because it's about availability. That seems to be the big buzzword around this organization now. Availability. Availability, James Washington. Tolbert, uh, Kelvin Joseph. It's availability. You know, if these guys can't practice, then you're not going to be able to see how this, you're going to play in the game. And maybe that was the problem with Amari, and maybe the Amari Cooper not practicing made Mike McCarthy even focus even more on like, hey, I can't have a guy not practice and then put him in the lineup and think I'm going to get this great thing out from him. Amari Cooper's a damn good player. We all know that. 
But how about the confidence or the lack of if he's not practicing, if you're Kellen Moore? Again, I'm sound like I'm defending no, no, Kellen that, Moore. That's a fair point. But the, the one thing I appreciate about Mike McCarthy, because people that I really, really like and trust in the Dallas Cowboys organization, like he gets it when it comes to player health. And he even talked about, I don't make emotional decisions on injuries. And I think that's something, because we've seen this. How many teams get wrecked when they lose players? Yeah, McCarthy, it's like, well, are they practicing? Are they not practicing? Are they practicing? I, I think the bottom line is to try and get this team as healthy as possible, but they've got to finish the job because they didn't do it against San Francisco. But, man, if you don't have players, it's hard to win games. I think he might be going. I think he might be on to something. It makes me wonder how hand-tied McCarthy was with the Zeke decision last year. He said that Zeke, he, he couldn't have today in the, in the media availability – he couldn't have been his compliment. He called him a cornerstone player, you yeah. know, and is tough and all, you know. that's we, we bash Zeke for all, you know, but Zeke will line up and play. I no, think he will, but you could tell, and, and we talked about this on our show on the G-Bag Nation 2-7, to seven, and Bobby and Eric, feel free to chime in here, but like going back and just re-watching some of the season, Zeke was great the first month of the season when he was healthy. He gets hurt in the Carolina game. Yeah, but they weren't admitting. It's funny because I was talking, and maybe, maybe my sources were leading me down the wrong path, but I was getting that he wasn't hurt. He clearly was. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they, so you, they weren't honest about yeah, it. Yeah, no, no. And I, and I don't, I don't want to say my guys. Fair. I, I hey, talk, absolutely. And maybe, no, no. And that's, you know, I, I had doubt. I yeah. had doubt about, I'm like, okay, is the line not blocking? Yeah. Or is he really dealing with a knee problem? To me, it's just one of those things where I'm loving everything you're saying about what McCarthy's doing to keep guys healthy. That was a situation where I think the team would have benefited by resting Zeke, getting him right, then he can really help the team. Yeah, the problem there was that's a 12-week. Like, you can only heal that with rest. It's 12-week rest. And yeah. so for them, they were going to have to... And Zeke wasn't going to sit 12 They were going to have to say either you hey. have him banged up for the year or no. you sit him down and you, you I get don't the get point. him to the playoffs. I will say on, on the Amari Cooper front, I had somebody last year tell me we were talking about Amari and his availability and things like that. Uh, they said, yeah, it's great on Sundays. Yeah. And and sorry if we get the explicit tag on, on this recording. Uh, Peyton, our producer, I apologize in advance. But they told you, it's great on Sunday. Uh, it'd be wonderful if you, could get, if you could get shit out of him Monday through Saturday. Yeah. And that's kind of, I think, how they, they felt about him. And so it's it's availability, but it's like you're not going to get anything out of him from practice you're See, not gonna get anything out of him during the work that's the thing though you also worry about with McCarthy is I'm saying how positive I am about him and thinking about his players health trying to get to the end mm-hmm. are they a tough team I mean Bobby we've brought that up if you're not a team that doesn't practice and you don't practice with any physicality or any toughness does that make you a tough team are you going no. to lack because you're trying to protect yourself like okay we have to be careful how we're doing this I appreciate the fact that it that he's already looking at at practice six and saying, okay, I don't want to be losing guys because the study I'm done right now tells me when I get to practice six, there's going to be some issues here, you know. And I I, I appreciate that being that that kind of vision, but does it come at a price? Yeah. Does it come at a price of not being a tough team? That's the fine and, line. And Bobby will tell you, because he lives in that building over there, that they didn't think they were a very tough team. Yeah. And that, and that you know, so it's, it, I'm, I'm saying one thing, and I'm like, but 
Should I question the toughness? Yeah, I, I, I mean, you're, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna give and take. Like, like it's just, yeah, you you're pointing weigh. out a strength, but there's still flaws there that need to get corrected. Yeah, there, there's no perfect answer to it. It's, it's that you know, okay, if you do this way, yeah, there are these downsides to it. If you do it this way, well, then there's these downsides to it. So, I, I, I mean, just regardless, interesting stuff coming out of the Cowboys uh, this week from from their mouthpieces there with the franchise. Uh, but good news on Michael Gallup, at least. Yeah, it is. And I think the timetable stuff, I mean, he's hitting all the benchmarks. He was talking about that today with the coach. I will say this, though. I hate the fact that this team is going out of their way to now make comments about stuff that was said during the offseason, whether media-driven, you know, Jerry looked like he had a laundry list of things he wanted to get off his chest. The whole thing about Mike McCarthy's job security and all that, I think that was totally unnecessary on his part. Yeah. The fact that Mike McCarthy's sitting next to him getting ready for the 2022 season is all we need to know. He shouldn't have to address this his job security if, in fact, that he is here. And even to say the point that of guys, uh, you know, I could have got guys that you guys were talking about. You know, uh-huh. I... That that was really un, un, unprompted yeah. too. Yeah. He yeah. he went ahead and decided. Nobody asked him the question. He just wanted to launch into it yeah. first thing out of the gate. Uh, this is the Love the Star podcast. Uh, the Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, we're going to now dive into some of our takeaways from the first practice out here in Oxnard, California. Uh, and then we'll transition to some of our overreactions, good or bad, just some of the stuff that maybe we overreacted to a little bit from a uh, a practice and essentially T-shirts today. Cheech, uh, what was your, your first general thought or some of your overriding thoughts coming out of this first practice? I think when you got the team together and you started doing the two-minute drill and stuff like that, you can tell the first team defense is uh, a, a, a step or two ahead of the offense, which is not a surprise at all. It's what we expected. Coming, coming into the season, we know this is very likely to be a team that is going to be carried by the defense. And you saw it today, and you see Dan Quinn, and he's he's already doing his big nickel stuff. There's the three safeties on the field. You got, you got Parsons on the edge, and you got tank rushing from the interior here's Sam Williams the rookie they have they have so many guys and outside of Micah and tank none of them are great but then they got a lot of just like solid guys when it comes to the I think on the edge and and a little bit on the interior specifically guys that can kind of play on the interior and play on the edge and I'm thinking a lot of like these passing situations third downs and stuff like that I think 
Dan Quinn has just a ton of guys at his at his dispense to just to just get super creative. And you saw that immediately in the two minute. Okay, we know they're probably going to come out passing here, and so it's big nickel and it's exotic. And here's Micah Parsons rushing, and so that was kind of an overall takeaway. I think Micah Parsons still an absolute animal. This dude's just wrecking shop wherever he's at. You're seeing him line up all over the place. He had a really nice play rushing uh, on Tyron Smith that I thought was one of the one of the best highlight plays of the day. Uh, and then Jalen Tolbert's a guy that stood out as well as a rookie. He, I felt like, had the best offensive play of the day uh, where Dak found him on the right side, and it was kind of a nice big chunk play, which was something that was really, really nice to see. Anthony Brown stood out in a massive way with right. his pick six, obviously. Yep. But then on top of that, he added some other batted balls that I thought um, were really, really nice. And then Tyler Smith, uh, just just consistency there. And he's not he's – not, they're not just giving him the starting spot at left guard, though I have no concerns whatsoever. He will be your starting left guard, and he's probably going to have something to do with my big overreaction for the day um, <laughs> from a positive standpoint in Tyler Smith. But those were some of the individual takeaways. But big picture, what we expected, the defense is ahead of the offense right now. I'll, I'll say it was uh, it was funny to note that not only was he – anytime he was in there getting reps, Tyler Smith, he was obviously on the field doing his work. Anytime he was out and Connor McGovern was in or the second-team offense was in, Every single second was spent with Jeff Blasco, the assistant offensive line coach, or Joe Philbin talking him through something away from everybody else. So they are really giving him a big crash course on uh, you know his technique and everything. Zach, what were some of your thoughts? Well, and it it's noticeable. When Tyler Smith is in there with the first team and then when Connor McGovern is, and it's no disrespect to Connor McGovern, but Tyler Smith is, without a doubt, I don't think it's an overreaction to say he's an improvement on over Connor Williams right now today. Do you, do you like that my nickname for him that I want to use? Tyler the Space Creator. He is. I, I, I do like that. Tyler Bobby. the Creator. I love Tyler it. the Space Creator. Yes, I like it. I I think Tyler Smith is going to be really really good, and hopefully he's as be, a rookie. Hopefully he's going to be a better offensive lineman than Tyler the Creator is as a rapper. As a rapper, yeah, that yeah. was yeah. It's, it's no parallel. He's not as good. At, he's better at his job than his. But yeah, I mean, we don't need, we don't need any riots. You guys are smart. Or, yeah, on. any of that stuff yeah. started. Uh, but Tyler Smith, I thought he did an excellent job on a blitz pickup of J. Ron Kirsch yeah. today. IQ play. And then uh, I I thought it was fun watching him and Sam Williams. That was another takeaway. Watching some of the versatility because Eric, you were mentioning you know all the tools that Dan Quinn has to work with and the depth that they've done. In terms of adding pieces to the defensive line, not only on the edge, but when you start having Neville Gallimore, who they've drafted, and adding Chauncey Golston now from inside, from outside to inside, and Sam Williams, who they took in the second round, they were also playing with him some as the three tech. So he was working one on one against Tyler Smith, and Tyler did an excellent job against him. Another takeaway to talk about Dak, you know, I thought Dak looked really good on the move. That was something last year after the calf injury. Maybe some of the accuracy, a little bit of that. He struggled with it. I thought he had a nice throw to, to Sean McEwen on the move today. We saw a lot of boots, a lot of waggles in practice today. And then an excellent job. Sam Williams jumped off sides, something that we've seen Aaron Rodgers utilize a lot throughout his career with the yep. Green Bay Packers. But, you know, Dak Prescott, no hesitation in a two-minute drill. Finds C.D. Lamb wide open over the middle behind the linebacker and in front of the safety for a quick, easy 15- to 20-yard chunk. Free play, boom, keep it moving. Uh, and then also Tristan Hill getting some work in there with the first team. And, and I know that might be just, hey, let's see what we have in him right now. But Tristan Hill's a player, I don't know how we all feel about this, but when he's been able to play, and there's the availability right. thing again, yeah, yeah. but I think he's flashed. I think he's looked good. And I thought he held his own today working with the ones quite a bit. So I'm excited to see the progression 
of a guy like Tristan Hill throughout training camp. I, I really like the note there on Dak and 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 kind of comparing that to Aaron Rodgers and what he did with the cadence and stuff. And like when we start talking about Dak and little ways that he can take his game to the next level, I think it's I think it's stuff just like that where okay, I can use my cadence. And I can use things at the line of scrimmage to take advantage of the defense. And it is funny that it was the rookie Sam Williams. It's like, here's the veteran Dak Prescott taking advantage of the of the rookie Sam Williams. And it's little things like that that I think Dak at this point should be should be consistently putting pressure on defenses with. And yeah. I think that'll take his game and and the offense to a whole other level. And he's at that place in his career now. It's what, year seven for Dak? Right. Like the IQ stuff, the intangible stuff, we know he's got the leadership and all these things like that, but it's those things, the football IQ, just being comfortable at the line of scrimmage. Things are slow for you, and then, okay, now now I'm going to take advantage of you. And a, a play like that, that's a huge play. And you're so right because it's what made him play at that MVP type of level the first half of the season. Yeah. He seemed in total command. He seemed like he was able to read everything and diagnose and process things at the line of scrimmage so quickly. And then that back half of the season when the offense just seemed like it was in such a funk, nothing seemed comfortable. So hopefully we do see that maturation process evolve as as Eric is talking about when it comes to Dak. Brian, some of your takeaways? I'll tell you what. I was terrified of the backup young tackles. Yeah. And Matt Willetsko and Ball, I think, held their own today. Yeah. Okay, if you want a day one overreaction. Well, you got to save that for next segment, Brian. Well, I'll tell you what. Is that the overreaction? That, I thought this <laughs> that's was going to be your overreaction. Yeah, well, that, that might be my overreaction right there because to me, I I was worried. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I thought that the right tackle spot with, you know, with Steele, let's see how that all plays out. Steele, you know, they figured out with Steele – if he, if he can keep things wide, he's much better. They power him. He's in a little bit of a problem. Uh, you know, we talked about that with Michael Parsons today, about varying pass rushes yeah. and stuff like that. And if they get a hang of you and how you play. But I just want to circle back. I thought Ball was outstanding today. Yeah. And, I, and I was worried. I was worried about balance. I was worried about hand placement. I was worried about him falling on the ground and getting somebody hurt. You know, I was worried about all those things felt like he came off the ball well today I felt like the the set the punch you know the power it wasn't terrible no. today and Matt well, let's go I think he's a one-legged football player I think yeah, he's wearing a like wrap his, yeah, he's wearing right a wrap on his leg and I don't know if that's you know he's probably going to fight through these things but those two together I, I thought for the first day held their own I was expecting just all kinds of leakage coming from the outside and then Dak having to step up and they're blowing the whistles and stuff like that. But it really, really wasn't the case. No, it, it worked really well. And yeah, I think well, let's go held his own. I think the practice got better as it went on. Matt, well, let's go early on. He was, you know, he's a big guy. He's six, eight. Yeah. And then if you're, you're already dealing with a hampered knee and your base isn't very strong and you're kind of lunging already to block people. Like and you th- look like little Dicky. Yeah, honestly, yeah, like an overgrown little Dicky. But he he, does. he, he, he couldn't. I, I mean, there were just so many times he was just straight whiffing with his hands trying to block day. guys. Yeah, but I, the thing about it was to but me. But it improved as he went on. It, and he was a, better yeah. in his pass sets than trying to yeah, run Yeah, when block. you and I were, we were all taking turns like, okay, let's pick a guy to watch. Yeah. And it seemed like that every time that I watched him, Everything was kind of pulled together there for him, yeah. and I, I was. You were watching ball when I saw him lunging. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was on the other side of the ball. I liked what I saw with Smith. Uh, let's not. I mean, I, I think what's going to happen is today McGovern got the first rep. 
to start Keen. Yep. Tomorrow, I would not be surprised if Smith gets the first rep. I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of of interchanging of like of these reps and who gets first, who gets second. You mentioned about Tristan Hill. I kind of felt like the defensive tackles had a pretty decent day today. They gave him a spin move. Yeah. And that and and that's the one thing it looks like. When you talk about that, what was it with Tyler Smith that you noticed it's the quick mm-hmm. it's that a quick initial move that yeah. might give him the yeah. most problem. And o- Osa got him on that. Hill was able to get up the field Quentin uh, Bohanna actually got up there and made a play too, uh, as well. Uh, you know, on there. So I, I was impressed with what I saw. With not the, all of that on Tyler Smith, by the way. No, 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 exactly. no. Yeah, yeah. Look, just, I, just clarifying in yeah. case anybody's panicking, going, "Oh my gosh, four yeah. guys beat Tyler." Smith Defensive today. line is the best position on the team. That's where they're deepest opinion. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's fair. And and one of the other names that I I want to throw out, and it's it's Brian's crush, and that's Tyler Coyle, the free safety. Yeah. Um, didn't notice him a lot in the team period, which again, team period is a very generous term for what we're watching right now. It, it's, you know, it's helmets and t-shirts. Yeah. Um, so you don't get to see a lot of, you know, physical activity out there, but going through the drills, he was really impressive. And Joe Witt, you know, was, was giving him a lot of praise out there. And Malik Hooker during this one drill got beat to the sideline by Tyler Coyle and was like, damn speed. Yeah. Damn four, four. Yeah. Cause he's got four, four speed. Where- and so like, it stands out in that safety group is like, that guy's the freak where, athlete. Where this will show up is when we get to the one-on-ones, when it's backs and linebackers. That's a little bit different for the linebackers to have to deal in coverage. But they also incorporate the safeties against the tight ends. And, you know, the Cowboys do have some athletic tight ends that can get up the field. Yeah. So that's when these safeties will be able to show if they're able to cover or they're just a, a, a really a dream. Those will be some fun battles. Yeah. The one-on-one stuff I think is great. Oh, yeah. No, that, I, that's where I think you can learn – more about where guys are at yeah. in training camp than you can during team periods a lot of the time. I mean, except when the pads are on. When the pads right. are on, it's a little bit different. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the one-on-one stuff, I think, is always a, a good barometer for where guys are at. Some interesting lineup combinations we saw today, and, again, it's the first day, but, like, you saw a lot of Tristan Hill with the first team. Yeah. You saw a lot of Rico Dowdle in the first team backfield. Amazing, field. yeah. Uh, and, and for a guy who was having trouble cracking the rotation earlier, I did see Jake Ferguson getting first team snaps at tight end at times. And so some really interesting combinations out there with their their groupings on both well, sides of the ball, but I think they're just kind of trying to figure out, like, okay, let's see where everybody's at. Yeah, right let's now. throw them in the deep end of the pool. Usually if you're one of these guys like Jake Ferguson, you're not thinking you're going to get a lot of reps with the first team. And all of a sudden it's like they send you in and you're like and, – and it's maybe it's a little bit too about the coaches like seeing on tape how he's going to react. Mm-hmm. You know, if he goes in there and poops in the bed – then, you know, it's like, ah, we can't handle – he can't handle this. No, we can't have any Amber Herds on this team. No, no. absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, no I, I've often bed. said that. But but with if, if all of a sudden that he's able to show that he's not right having those – Yeah, having those problems, then I, I kind of feel like that that's a good start for him. And I wonder if, like, they're going to treat Zeke like we saw them treat Romo and how I think they're going to treat Zeke Tyron was not Smith. out there much today. Oh, let's yeah. rest him. No, well, no, I just veteran I, days off. Yeah, I just think like why why would you over why would you overwork yeah, him? Don't at this point? Especially like, given back to what like Brian was talking about and what Zach was talking about about like sort of the way they were talking about you know the load management issues yeah. and stuff like that. They're all right. That's clearly already. Well, focused we all on rem- yeah. we all remember Hard Knocks last year that Mike McCarthy was talking to Stephen Jones like the second or third day of practice. Might be the day that Dak got hurt. Yeah, and. He goes, man, that guy's got a lot of carries on him. 
Yeah, he you doesn't, know, he doesn't need like, it anymore. And Steven's kind of like, yeah, well, you know, kind of looking around. You know, he goes, no, man, this guy, I mean, you, you guys put a lot of carries on this guy. Yep. You know, so I think Mike McCarthy, I think he, if you if you said a crush, who he had a crush on a player, I think I think it's Ezekiel Elliott. Oh yeah, for, I, I, I think, I think that, that's 100%. He defends Ezekiel Elliott more than anybody else I think in that organization. Before we get to our uh overreactions for the day, I just really quickly, maybe 20 30 seconds from everybody, uh Eric, your top player you saw on the field today? I'll go Anthony. Well, I mean it's Micah Parsons, but I I'm, for today, I think I want to show love to Anthony Brown. Give him, uh, give him some love because y'all are going to be interviewing him on G Bag Nation. This yeah, time. that's right. That's yeah, right. I, mean, I want. I was going to hear that. Zach, uh, minus one snap that I saw Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith's still dominant, which I do love. That like there's zero. It's practice. I get it, but there's zero fear from Micah Parsons. Like yeah, yeah I'll go. I'll go over there and rush against Tyron Smith. I don't really care. And again, uh, easy answer could be Micah. Brian, right? <laughs> best player you saw today? I'll tell you what. I mean, I think these guys hit a couple of really good ones. I think Jalen Tolbert had a really good game. Or, good practice today Might as well yeah i mean that, that that to me i i you know when you watch him play the opportunities that he had you know the route running I, the learning curve might not be very very small for this guy i mean it might be very very i shouldn't say very big i should say very small for this guy i kind of feel like he has a feel he doesn't look out of place right now he's just got to fight through the soreness and all the running and things like that if he can continue to build on days like he had today I think that the I think the Cowboys hit on somebody right yeah, there. Yeah, Tol- Tolbert was the guy that I was going to say. Obviously, just relative to kind of like where we think each guy is at, how did they perform today? And when I saw Jalen Tolbert out there today, it was like that's that's a guy who looks NFL ready. And and even though Anthony Brown had a good day, like put Anthony Brown on skates on one route, like yeah, got him to basically fall yeah. backwards. And so yeah. I mean, Jalen Tolbert's a really good route runner, and I think he saw some of the toughness, you know, with with the contested catch that he made on the sideline. And so a lot of encouraging things, I think, from Jalen Tolbert and, and several players today, Anthony Brown, Micah Parsons, uh, even Terrence Steele, I thought his two minutes against uh, Micah Parsons, I thought was really, really solid. Uh, you're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. Uh, you can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And- Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage... All the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now we're going to dive into some overreactions from day one here at Cowboys Training Camp. Good or bad? It could be bad overreactions. You're scared about something that maybe you shouldn't be that worried about or, or, you know, a great overreaction like uh, me, that Tyler Coyle is now going to be an all-pro. You know, that, that <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, Eric, what's your uh, what's your big overreaction from day one? Uh, initially, I was going to just go with Tyler Smith, and uh, I was going to say that by season's end, we'll be saying that Tyler Smith is the second-best offensive lineman. 
uh, on this uh, on this team. You have two Hall of Famers on that line behind <laughs> behind Zach Martin, um, and that's obviously a, a giant overreaction. But that's what this game's about. So sure. there's the first one. Uh, the second one, and that's a positive. The second positive is I think we really are going to start getting more Tony Pollard. Ah, uh, I knew, knew you're going to do this. Uh, yeah, which is which is something that is uh, hey. Thank God, and it's about time. You're, uh, you're ready to get hurt again? I'm ready to get hurt again. Yes, I am, but I'm not ready to get hurt again, and this is the third overreaction. We will not see stylistically pre-snap things that we all hope to see when we watch the Cowboys play on Sundays. When you watch Sean McSex and you watch Kyle Shanahan, you watch Matt LaFleur, you watch some of these top-tier offenses in the sport, you're going to get the pre-snap motion. You're going to get the the at-the-motion uh, or at-the-snap motion as well where guys are running full speed across. It's the eye candy. You're not going to get that from Kellen Moore. That's that's a little depressing. And I will say really quickly, uh, because now that these practices are open, the public saw this today, so I don't have a problem mentioning it. I'm very interested that throughout this offseason, we've seen them running the Colorado routes, mm-hmm. the yeah. little pivot routes with the receivers. Yeah. They have little not option run. routes. And Kellen stuff, Moore yeah. has yeah. not run those in the offense. Yeah. I haven't seen those in a practice, in a game, anything else since Kellen's been calling the offense. In fact, I think the last time I saw that route run by a Cowboy was Amari Cooper's first touchdown when he first got here against Tennessee, and that was Linehan called that. But that's a I, I love that route concept. And so I'm really excited that that appears like it might be in the offense this year. And like I said, now it's, it's public. Everybody was out there practice. They saw it. But that's something we've seen kind of throughout the summer that is exciting to me. Zach, uh, you got a, a big overreaction for us? Yeah, a uh, big overreaction. Jalen Tolbert's the second-best receiver on this team right now. Uh, to you mean CD with, with Gallup on pop or even once he comes off? We'll see what Gallup looks oh like when gosh. he comes off. Hey, it's an overreaction for a reason, baby. But <laughs> I'll co-sign it. Look, Jalen Tolbert just made me feel, I don't know that we need to rush him to go and to sign a veteran right now. He mm. looks NFL ready. I feel at ease. I'm a Simi Fajoko guy. I thought even though Fajoko didn't see a lot of footballs today, his route running looked improved and his route running looked good. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him continue to uh, improve throughout training camp. We'll see what he can do in-game. That'll be big for Simi Fajoko. But I think Jalen Tolbert and at least getting James Washington back on the field, like I'm feeling better overall about rushing to go out to add help to, help to this receiving core. Unless there's an injury, I think we're okay there. Let's see what we have and let Jalen Tolbert go out there and be a man beast because he does not look like a rookie right now. My big overreaction is that Anthony Brown's going to have 11 interceptions this year. <laughs> <laughs> 11? No, 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 all I, going, no. all, all pick sixes. All pick too. sixes. Reminder, no, the G-Bag Nation is talking to Anthony Brown this yeah, week again. I, yeah, the thing <laughs> well, with it... He's getting hated on a lot. And no, no, he's, he's, he's a, a good, I, he is a good player. Funny. He, he had a great year well, last year. Yes. I was, you know, I was on KNC today, and they and we played this exact game. And, and KNC Masterpiece, also on 105.3. Yeah, family. and I, I, they asked me, and I go, overreaction, Bros. I said, I said, Anthony Brown will lead this team in interceptions. And I'm not saying he'll have 11, but I, I, the number I give you is like four to six. I'll give you that, you know, I'll give you that number. I I just feel like, in, you know, there was times out there today where he wasn't perfect technique-wise, and Tolbert and guys, you know, ran him, and, yeah, that, that was a little bit, you know, that happens to defensive backs. But, you know, Dak was just, I mean, he didn't get that interception off, you know, off uh, Ben DiNucci or Cooper Rush or, you know, anybody. I mean, he, that was Dak being late to the outside and all of a sudden him reading the route and then driving on the ball and making the play. You know, that's the kind of stuff I think that Anthony Brown is capable of. You know, I, the, the metrics, whether you're one of those guys or gals that believes in metrics and stuff like that, pro football focus, all, 
every one of it is quarterback ratings and number of times he gets his hands on the ball and you know targets against and yards per you know whatever I mean all the metrics point to him being one of the better corners in the league and today his interception that was very encouraging to me because I feel like that he's going to have more opportunities like that yeah he jumped I, I mean Dak was late with that but I mean he, he jumped that route he, yeah. he had a good read on that and so that that was encouraging to see from Anthony Brown my overreaction I'm going to go way out of left field and because this is not something we've talked about I don't think on the air today or even off air Cooper Rush should start no 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 I did ask I, I asked uh Todd Archer over at ESPN today I was like give me your uh give me your your wild prediction for camp and he was just not necessarily that he thinks but he's like that's eh, within the realm possibility he's like uh give me Will Greer as quarterback too Ooh. Uh, ah. especially after Todd's Cooper. talking to somebody over there <laughs> especially, for sure. especially especially after uh especially after Cooper Rush played like he did against Minnesota but uh, Are you about to say that Mike McCarthy had the was the most physically impressive guy on the field? No, no, no. I'm I'm not going to say that because Tyler Smith was on the football field today. Yes, he uh, was. No, so was Bones Fossil. The the new superstar coach that we're all going to be talking about at the end of the year is Robert Prince. That's uh, the guy who's going to be receivers coach. Oh, you're he, just doing that because your name's Robert. Nah, yeah, exactly. How many dinners does he bought for you? Because you no, mentioned his name a lot. No, because because it's just I know what they wanted in the receiver's room. And hey, so, and so you might be onto it, though, because I'm praising this, this receiving core, and that exactly. might be because of him. He's fixing it. Uh, no, I think that there was a, a time today, and, and I'm not saying that in order to be successful or whatever else, you have to be critical or anything else. But, Ryan, have you, in the McCarthy era, seen a coach dress down a player on the practice field? I have not. They're, they're a very... Kind of it's quiet, very, it's, mild-mannered it's coaching very staff. Rare. Yeah, it's very rare. Robert Prince did today, and I cannot remember who he's talked to. I couldn't see the number, but somebody had done false start or some penalty during two-minute drill, and Robert Prince pulled him over and gave him an earful. Just basically told him, like, get away from me. I don't even it want to see you right Fajoyle? now. And, and, or I can't, it, it I can't been say that guy's last name. Yeah. yeah. No, no they, I like Fajoyle. I, I do too. It's a weird looking last you, you name. You like it because your last name's Chiafalo. You like uh, the Italian do, flair on Frigio. Frigio. Yeah. Frigio. No, how do you actually say it? Fry Fogel. I actually, Fry I like yeah. that. <laughs> you were close. <laughs> not, even, not even close. <laughs> I thought with the you fry, Wolchuk would have added. Okay, Heimer Luhu, or whatever <laughs> yeah. you were trying to say. Ira Lahu, yeah. Ira Lahu. No, no, is that Robert Prince. <laughs> I don't say Look, right. I think when you talk about a football team last year that everybody was talking about, like how undisciplined they are at times with their penalties and everything else. It was nice to see, and I get it became heavy-handed with Chris Richard, but it was nice to see a little bit of, like, Chris Richard discipline on this staff. And I've heard Robert Prince at these practices. I've heard his voice chirping at the players, whatever else, just, you know, and good or bad. Sometimes it's he's admonishing the players. Sometimes it's like he's, he's you know, really, you know, praising them and getting them into the drills and like, yeah, let's go, guys, or whatever else. Which is I've equally heard, important. I have heard his voice more every single practice I've been at then I heard Adam Henry for two years. And that was a problem for them last year was that their entire receiver room and their receiver coach, they felt were really just don't, they didn't have juice, that they want dogs in there. And they felt like we don't really have dogs. It's kind of a mild-mannered group. Like and Zach Wilson starts, style dogs? No, different guy. And it starts at the top with the, 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 the receivers coach. And so I think that they brought in Robert Prince, a lot more juice there, a lot more energy, a lot more of an edge. And I think that you're seeing that messaging about this is what we need out of the room filtering down to the receivers now. Because CeeDee Lamb, who's been a pretty mild-mannered guy, we talked to him during OTAs, and I keep going back to this quote where he said, I feel like if I'm not getting going, the offense isn't getting going. And it's like, okay, that's a, a more 
you know, definitive statement of like, I'm here and I'm I'm the straw that stirs the drink to borrow a Jerry and Steven line. That That's the most definitive way, the most authoritative way I've heard CD talk in three years. And I feel like you're probably getting a lot of that from the position coach. A lot of these position groups kind of get their swagger from position coach down. Yep. And I think you're seeing uh, Dan an Quinn with the defense. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And, and the defensive line group will tell you that they mirror a lot of the energy they get from AD and yeah. and, and guys like that. And so I think a, a big impression I got today, especially when I saw him dressing down that receiver and say, like, get out of my sight. Like, that, that was uh, – you should have known better. My big takeaway from today was, like, okay, Robert Prince is, like, the new star coach. Everybody's going to be buzzing about. He's like, this he's year's Chris Richard. Yeah, he, he's the guy that we're all going to be worried about. Like, oh, we're hearing that Robert Prince is interviewing for a bigger job or something like that. Is that I think he's going to do wonders for this room. And, and so that's kind of my big overreaction. My slight overreaction, which I kind of referenced already, is that I am sort of already, even though I, we did our 53-man roster the other day, Brian, mm-hmm. I'm moving to, like, I think I'm going to put Tyler Coyle on the roster. Which well, I, I knew you. Our, I knew you would come he around. Guy fifty four for me. Yeah, basically. Sure. He was. No, no, he was. But I it, say sure. But I, I think that you know, with shouldn't con- lie to the folks, Bobby. These people really count <laughs> with, on you for with, these podcasts. With, with the concerns, better, with the concerns about like just hookers' health and stuff, they've yeah. got to have a true free safety. They do. That's and, that's and, that's that's true. And, and that that's got to be the guy for me. And so, Brian, for for an underreaction, are you feeling a little bit better now about Tyler Smith? Because I know you you've been a little. On the fence about you thought Connor McGovern would start. Do you feel a little bit better that they came out here today and we're splitting the reps more evenly? Do you feel like we're heading towards eventually? One of my one of my funny thoughts today, and Wolchuk and I shared this when we were interviewing uh, Micah Parsons. Yep. That Wolchuk said he kept looking at him and thinking, "I sure wanted Slater, the tackle from Northwestern." Oh, you know, no. and you wonder. <laughs> did you tell him that? You well, told so him that. okay, the very beginning of the interview, he did see, and it might have just been because practice. He talked had about just it. finished. Yeah, yeah, and he did have like a, I don't know if I really want to do this vibe, and I was wondering. I wonder if he knows. You know, I wonder if he knows I didn't want the Cowboys to pick him, and now you know. Now I love it. So, so hold on, before we started recording, you didn't want to tweet for people to go to the rudder room to meet us up because you're like nobody's gonna see that but you think micah heard you say that you wanted rashawn well i know i just want to clarify i know brad sham sure okay, okay, kept okay. yeah brad sham <laughs> capped you on that and i wonder if brad is trolling you zach i'm trolling you so <laughs> as soon as the interview went going i think micah warmed up to it but then he brought up rashawn slater during yeah, it yeah and i was like okay th- could should we just open this up in case somebody else says something to him and then i can just clear the air and let him know hey i was r- not that rashawn slater isn't a great player right. and i think the cowboys would have been fine with either but now i love micah parsons and i was dead balls wrong and i admit that and i'm happy to admit that but it was funny it was. I thought when he mentioned about Slater's being one of the best tackles he went against, and, and the, the interview will be on 105.3 tomorrow, uh, 5 o'clock. Today 5 when you're hearing this podcast. Yeah, today, exactly. 5 today, yeah, this afternoon. Yeah, this afternoon. But to me, it was funny because I was thinking the same thing. I'm interviewing him. I'm thinking, man, what a great kid. You know, what? A, I mean, I, I love the, his, his intensity and all the things that he brought, and I'm like, man, this is cool. And then I'm thinking – if I had Slater and Bolton, you know, I might be. But that's that's those are the types of things. That's one of those things I think that goes back to when I believe Tyron Smith and J.J. Watt were taken yep. in the same draft right near each yeah. other, and you one or the other. You could have taken one or the other and been just fine. Yeah, I I, I think that that's right. And look, Josh Ball's going to make you forget all about Rashawn ah, Slater, yeah. Ryan, uh, yeah. in, in the spirit of over. I hope so. I, I hope so. I will say, just as we're wrapping up here, and – you know, you guys have been around him, I think, in the locker room. But sitting, like, right next to him, I just will say, 
Like, you don't realize what an absolute unit Parsons is mm. until you're right next. That dude is, like, taller than you'd expect, yeah. and he is just yoked out. Yeah, he's well-built. The Cavs are what really stood out today uh, as as he was walking away. We're all sort of marveling at his Cavs, and he's probably the early front runner to, uh, to own the Cavs portion of the ultimate cowboy that we're going to build body part by body part. He's kind of leader in the clubhouse right now for uh, for the Cavs. Uh, more on Cowboy Player Body Parts at Chia Follow Sports on Twitter. You can get all those takes there. Dang right. Uh, you can also uh, get more uh, Micah Parsons slander no. at, at Zach Wolchuk. Correct. It's all just uh, Micah Parsons love <laughs> at Zach Wolchuk. And, and of course, uh, you can, as always, follow uh, Brian Broadus on Twitter at Brian Broadus, Brian with a Y. Crusty at, view of everything. <laughs> and at Bobby Belt TX. Uh, gentlemen, uh, appreciate all of you. This was fun. Thank this, you. This was fun. We'll be Thank back you. tomorrow. Yeah, we can't wait to do this again with you guys. Looking forward to it. Can't wait for the sleepover tonight. All right, we'll talk to you all again on Monday. <laughs>